the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Twin Cities Wellness Radio. Radio Day. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. A majority of Americans now approves of President Trump's approach to North Korea. Following the president's historic summit with North Korea's Kim Jong-un, 55% of Americans approve of Donald Trump's diplomacy with North Korea. It's the highest rating for the president on any individual issue on an APNORC poll since his inauguration. His overall approval rating stands at 41%. Meanwhile, most Americans don't believe Kim is serious about dismantling his nuclear weapons program. Greg Clugston, Washington. There are a couple of Republican immigration bills now pending in the House, but it looks like neither one has the support needed to pass. Votes scheduled in the House later today. On Wall Street, uh, stocks are mixed right now. The Dow down about 104 points. The Nasdaq five points higher. This is SRN News. What does wellness mean to you? Is it organic, fresh, or grass-fed? Is wellness strength training or flexibility? Is it aging well, work-life balance, quality health care? The word wellness is broad and subjective. Our goal at Wellness Radio 1570 is to simplify these sometimes complex topics to bring you a fun and informational radio station. We are Wellness Radio 1570, helping you to reach your personal goals. Find us online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. Thanks for being with us here on the Twin Cities Wellness Station, Wellness 1570. I'm Lee Michaels in the Eagle Wellness Studios. Your forecast today, partly cloudy, near 80. We're looking at low 60s through the overnights all the way through the weekend and partly cloudy skies and highs near 80 all the way through the weekend. So a nice stretch of weather coming our way and a very nice stretch of programs coming your way, too. We kick into it here with Like It Matters Radio next on Wellness 1570. Hi, I'm Bobby Tarnowski, Mathnasium franchisee. At Mathnasium, we're changing lives through math. With focused programs on fractions, problem solving, algebra readiness, and more, we help students build confidence, develop critical thinking, and avoid the summer slide. Mathnasium is the authority in math education, trusted by more than half a million parents. To transform your student's life this summer at one of my Mathnasium centers, call 763-269-6969. That's 763-269-6969. TwinCitiesTuitions.com has been helping families for over seven years get into the school of their dreams. We have placed over 90 kids into private education, including Stacy's son. I have to say that this was an answer to prayer. This program made it possible for my son to transition into ninth grade into a wonderful school. Dealing with the station, particularly Alyssa, has been such a blessing. Education is one of the most important decisions that you can make as a parent. The difference that I've seen in in my son in a Christian education is a confidence that can only come from Jesus Christ. He stands firm in the truth. He knows what he believes, and he's going to know that that Jesus is the answer. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406. 
or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Here at the Kingdom Builders, relationships are more important than sales figures. We're not real interested in doing these commercials to pull you in with marketing. We're more interested in having an opportunity to reach out and establish a relationship with you. Matthew, my son-in-law, now works a lot in the office with me, and our goal is really to be great ambassadors for the Lord Jesus. We don't want to put our light under a bushel basket. Yeah, I've just really enjoyed talking with customers and seeing what their problems are and trying to fix those for them, trying to get peace of mind with the issues they're having with their home. We think the business part will come naturally if we have a good, solid relationship with you and establish a level of trust. We've just been immensely blessed with all the people that we've met in the past few years, and we look forward to growing our family of customers. We'd like the opportunity just to look at your roof, your gutters, whatever it might be, for a free and obviously no obligation estimate. Find us online at thekingdombuilders.net. Step into Chet's shoes in Columbia Heights for work, hiking, hunting footwear, and more. Check out our expanded line of women's work boots and our selection of New Balance shoes. Ready to ride this season? Be sure to check out our Harley-Davidson motorcycle boots. Don't forget, Chet's carries other essentials such as socks and inserts. Let us help you find the right footwear and the right size. Stop in to see us in Columbia Heights and visit us at chetsshoes.com. Remember, if the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to be covering something called the neurological levels. The neurological levels. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. You know, my background is in NLP, Neural Linguistic Programming. Matter of fact, you know, I have people occasionally... Asked me, you know, Black, what are your disciplines? What are your disciplines? You know, when I first got that question, I'm going, hmm, that's interesting. So I had to answer that question. What are my disciplines? Well, we have transactional analysis, uh, the work of Dr. Eric Burns, which is basically the, the study of communication. That's what transactional analysis is. It's, it's basically Burns' way. Uh, in the 60s, he wrote a book called The, uh, the Games People Play. And it was his way to take the complex field of uh, communication, psychology, and put it into layman's term. And then I have multiple intelligence is another uh, discipline of mine, uh, the work of Dr. Howard Gardner at Harvard University, identifying uh, eight, nine, ten different ways that every single human being is innately intelligent. Uh, there's logotherapy, the, the work of Dr. Viktor Frankl and how we create meaning out of everything. Uh, there's canine. Uh, Dr. W. Edwards Deming's work with constant and never-ending improvement. You know, after World War II, after the Japanese were defeated, uh, Dr. Deming went to Japan with an American concept called constant and never-ending improvement. Uh, that's how they rebuilt their country in 30 short years to compete with the U.S. economically. Uh, and so it's powerful to this day. Uh, Six Sigma, Lean Sigma, Lean Manufacturing, all are byproducts of that work of canine, constant, never-ending improvement uh, by Dr. W. Edwards Deming. Uh, and then emotional intelligence. 
the work of Dr. Dan Goldman and others to see the power of emotion, that so many people shut off their emotions, and yet it is the power source. Uh, it is the opposite side of the uh, the intellect, the, uh, the analytical, if you will. It's the emotive part of us. And then all that, uh, I wrap it up in the good word, the Bible, the word of God, because I love scripture. I love to eat it, love to wallow in it, love to play around in it, love to dig deeper and look under rocks. Uh, but I also have my background, and my main background outside of the Word of God would be in neuro-linguistic programming. And this was the seminal work of Dr. Milton uh, Erickson and uh, Dr. Virginia Satir and many others, Binder and Grindler, uh, Grinder and uh, all those other people. And it's basically God's instruction manual uh, to the human experience, neuro-linguistic programming. It's how our words and how our feelings and how doing all create experience. Uh, and I go into great depth. And, and today, uh, what we're covering is the neurological levels, and that falls in the field of neurolinguistic programming. Uh, Dr. Robert Diltz has done a lot of work, and I'm going to break this thing down for you. And what it is is there are basically six different levels, and I'll go into detail as much as possible in 46 minutes of content to explain it, because I talk about this a lot on my radio show. I talk about it a lot in class, and there are six levels, uh, the lowest level being environment and then the highest level being spirit. So the lowest level is environment, right below, above that is behavior. Right above that is capabilities. Right above that are beliefs. Right above that is identity. And above that is spirit. And we're going to discuss a lot of things about the neurological levels. But these are different levels where we have beliefs stored, where we can affect change. So many great uses and so many ways to use this concept of the neurological levels. But it's just like life. You know, there are certain seasons. There are certain times. There are certain levels. You know, I have a role as a husband. I have a role as a father. I have a role as a son. And those are all three roles that I distinctly have. I'm the same person, though. It's like the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three separate personas, if you will, but one God. We are not polytheistic. We don't believe in multiple gods. Uh, there is one God. I think it's Deuteronomy 6, 4, 6, 5 says, you know, I, the God, am one. So there's one God, but yet we have different roles. Kind of reminds me of the story I heard about creativity and longevity. You know, God created the donkey and told him, you will work tireless from sun up to sun down, carrying heavy bags on your back. You'll eat grass. You will not have intelligence and you will live 50 years. You will be a donkey. The donkey answered, I'll be a donkey. That's fine, God. But living 50 years with all that is way too much. Listen, give me only 20 years. And so God gave the donkey 20 years. God created the dog and told him, you will look after the man's house. You will be his best friend. You will eat whatever they give you, and you will live 25 years. You will be dog. The dog answered, great. Living 25 years, though, God, with everything you mentioned is just far too much. Uh, give me only 10. And so God gave him, the dog, 10 years. God created the monkey and told him, you will jump from branch to branch. You will do silly things. You will be amusing and you will live 20 years. The monkey answered God, that's great, cool, but living 20 is far too much from what you just laid out. So give me only 10 years. And God agreed and gave the monkey 10 years. 
Finally, God created man and told him, you will be man. The only rational being on this earth, you will use your intelligence to control other animals. You will dominate the world and you will live for 20 years. The man answered, God, I'll be man. But living only 20 years? Wow, that's not enough. Why don't you give me the 30 years that the donkey refused, the 20 years that the dog did not want, and the 10 years that the monkey turned down? And that was exactly what God did. And since then, men live 20 years like a man. Then he enters adulthood and spends 30 years like a donkey, working and carrying the load on his back. Then when his children leave home, spends 15 years like a dog, looking after the house and eating whatever is given to him. Then he gets into retirement and spends 10 years like a monkey, jumping from house to house or from children to children, doing silly things to amuse the grandchildren. You know, that story reminds me of the neurological levels because we have different levels that things function at. And the notion of logical levels refers to the fact that some processes and phenomena are created by the relationships between other processes and phenomena. Any system of activity is a subsystem embedded inside another system is the concept, which is embedded inside of another system and so on. This is the neurological levels. This kind of relationship between systems produces different levels of processes relative to the system in which one is operating. Our brain structure, language, and social systems from natural hierarchies or levels of processes. So, as a simple example, consider the rate of change or speed of an automobile. Speed is a function of how much ground the vehicle covers in a certain amount of time, e.g., you know, 10 miles per hour. Thus, speed is the relationship between distance and time. The car's velocity is moving from the garage to the highway can be said to be at a different level than a car, a garage, a highway, or a clock because it is a property of the relationship between them and does not exist without them. You got to get this. Similarly, the profitability of a company is at a different level than the machinery used by that company. And an idea is at a different level than the neurons in the brain which produce that idea. So get this, an idea is at a different level than the particular neurons in the brain which produced that idea. And the concept of logical levels of learning and change was initially formulated as a mechanism in the behavioral science by anthropologist Gregory Bateson. And it was based on the work of Bertrand Russell in logic and mathematics. Bateson identified four basic levels of learning and change, each level encompassing, encompassing and organizing elements from the level below it, and each having a greater degree of impact on the individual organism or system. And that really is a great sentence right there. Each one having an, a greater degree of impact on the individual organism and system. And that's really, as we go through the hierarchy of the neuro neurological levels, that's what you'll see. So I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. And today we are talking about neurological levels. Be back in three minutes. Here's what, a pastor, Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. 
you know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry related. And I mean, I'm, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged and I've been excited and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did. And I'm not sure ever could because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Richmond, Virginia, August 23rd through the 25th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. June is PTSD Awareness Month. According to the National Center for PTSD, otherwise known as post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD is a mental health problem that some people develop after experiencing or witnessing a life-threatening event like combat, a natural disaster, a car accident, or sexual assault. For some people, PTSD symptoms may start later on, or they may come and go over time. This Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough, if you need more of him, here's one option for your Mr. Black fix. Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day, he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog, click the follow button, and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work, one-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your radio mythoclast, your destroyer of myths and false truths that are out there. I am Mr. Black. And today we are going deep. Today, you need your scuba gear because today I'm covering the concept of neurological levels. And you know, I love Einstein. You know, one of Albert Einstein's famous quotes is the definition of insanity. He says, you can't do the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That would just be crazy. And a lot of people know that. But the neurological levels really allows you to to not be so crazy. Allows you to understand what change looks like, what it sounds like, what it feels like. But more importantly, it covers a lot of the how to change. Depending on what you want to change... The neurological level shows you an entry point, an entry level where you can go in and deal with that change. 
Because one of my favorite quotes by Einstein, which made no sense at all, it made no sense at all until I learned the neurological levels. It's kind of like that quote from uh, Henry Ford. I used to think that was the stupidest quote. You know which one I'm talking about. The one where he says, if you think you can or think you can't, you are right or you're correct. If you think you can or think you can't, you're correct. I, go, I used to think that was the stupidest quote, but I get it. I get the law of attraction. I get the power belief systems. I get what he's saying. If you think you can or think you can't, you're right because you will act as if and most likely that will be the outcome. Well, this quote by Einstein fell into that same category for years. You can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. And until I met the neurological levels, it made no sense. And as we go through this today, and I'm just going to do a cursory review because this is deep. I've studied this stuff for years, and I still have a hard time explaining it. I understand the functionality of it. I understand how to use it. I understand how to use it to identify where people's walls are, where their struggles are, where what's holding them back. But boy, it's kind of like the Trinity. The more I talk about the Trinity as I'm explaining to somebody, the more confused I get, right? Same thing with the neurological levels. So I'm referring a lot of uh, Dr. Diltz references. There's a lot of great book out there by Robert Diltz. Uh, so highly, 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 highly recommend uh, you continue your own reading on this. But I'm going to do a cursory review just so you understand, okay? So let me remind you, the notion of logical levels refers to the fact that some processes and phenomena are created by the relationships between other processes and phenomena. Any system of activity is a subsystem embedded inside of another system. I know the engineers out there are all excited, huh? I know. Any system of activity is a subsystem embedded inside of another system, which is embedded inside of another system. It's like those little Kanisha dolls, whatever, those Russian dolls. We have one doll inside of another doll inside of another doll inside of another doll, right? Our brain structure, language, and social systems from natural hierarchies or levels of processes, those are the systems that they are talking about. And so the concept, the concept of logical levels of learning and change was initially formulated as a mechanism in the behavioral sciences by anthropologist Gregory Bateson. Great book called The Ecology of Mind. Not a simple read, but a very in-depth, intense, deep book. And it's based on the work of Bertrand Russell in Logic and Mathematics. Bateson identified four basic levels of learning and change, each level encompassing and organizing elements from the level below it, and each having a greater degree of impact on the individual organism or system. The term logical levels, as, as Bateson has, I'm sorry, as Robert Diltz has used in NLP, was adapted from Bateson's work of Ecology of Mind and refers to a hierarchy of levels of processes within an individual or group. The function of each level is to synthesize, organize, and direct the interactions on the level below it. So get this. Changing something on an upper level would not necessarily radiate downward, precipitating change on the lower levels. This is from Diltz himself. Changing something on a lower level could but would not necessarily affect the upper levels. So what he's saying here is change takes place from the top down, not from the bottom up. Remember, there's spirit, identity, beliefs, capabilities, behavior, and environment. That's a top down. So from a bottom up, you would have from the bottom up the least 
likely event of change is environment. Above that's behavior. Above that's capabilities. Above that is beliefs. Above that is identity. And above that is spirit. And you got to get the concept that change takes place from the top down, not from the bottom up. And that's where you get Einstein's quote I've been alluding to earlier. You can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. So again, let me remind you of the levels in order from highest to lowest. Identity. Second is beliefs and values. Third is capabilities. Fourth is behavior. And fifth is environment. A sixth level that's at the very top, which was added later, is called spiritual. Your spirit level, if you will. That's why I talk about it. I just include it all the time. But it also can be defined as a type of relational field, which encompasses multiple identities, forming a sense of being a member of a larger system beyond one's individual identity. And that's, in essence, what spirit is. Now, I learned NLP, and NLP comes from the Berkeley crowd. NLP comes from people like uh, uh, Grinder and, uh, 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 what is it, Grindler, I think, and Binder, Binder and Grindler. I don't know their names anymore. But they're from the 70s. If you look at the work of uh, the doctors, Dr. Erickson and Dr. Virginia Satir, these are people who basically pick their brains. And NLP is all about how do you do this? How do you create experience? How do you know something's good or bad? How do you know if something's resourceful or unresourceful? How do you know? That's what it comes down to. And when I do a lot of my therapy work, I use without thinking about it. I don't say I'm going to use neuro-linguistic program now. It's God's instruction manual. If you were to go to your car and open your glove compartment, you would see an owner's manual in there. It tells you how this works, tells you how that works, tells you if there's a problem, what to do. That, in essence, is what NLP is. And I am amazed at the depth of work people attempt to do, and they leave out the spiritual aspect of it. And for the longest time, the neurologic levels were just the five levels, identity, beliefs, capabilities, behavior, and environments. And I tell people, you know, I am a Christian, and you hear me share the Word of God. But you don't have to be a Christian for me to work with you. I have lots of non-believers. I have Muslims. I have uh, Jews who go through my training. I have non-believers. I have atheists. It doesn't matter. It's not a religious training. But I do tell people this as I'm working with you. If you don't have that higher level, that spirit connection, then the buck does stop with you. And I don't mean that in a good way. But I mean if the buck stops with you, if there's nothing above you, then it's all dependent on you. And at some point, you got to realize that there's a bigger purpose. There's got to be something beyond you. One thing I've learned about dealing with leaders and truly people who want to make a significant impact, and not just for this time that we live on this earth, for eternity, and for the times that follow, they really have a bigger picture. They have to have a, a, a something beyond themselves. And that's why I love NLP, because they don't have a place for God. The reason they don't have a place for God, because NLP, I told you, is all about quantification. All about how do you do this. It's all about putting things in a box and figuring them out, because you cannot put the Pacific Ocean in a Dasani water bottle. You can't put the infinite knowledge of the God of the universe into a finite container called the human mind, the human brain. It's impossible. How do you put the Pacific Ocean in a Dasani water bottle? It's impossible. You can only fit a small portion. And so I get a lot of people that don't want to follow God because they can't figure God out because they can't make it make sense. They want me to explain everything. And if I can't explain something to them, then there can't be a God. I'm like, what poor logic. 
You should come to the opposite conclusion. I always tell people, if you can figure God out, then he's too small. If you can figure out everything from your God, I'm going to tell you right now, you haven't picked a big enough God. Because, again, I'll say it over and over and over until you get it. How do you take the Pacific Ocean and put it into a Dasani water bottle? How do you put the things of an infinite, all-knowing, omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent God, an everlasting God, the great I am, who always was, who always will be, who was, who is, and is to come. How do you put that knowledge, all knowledge, he's immutable, he cannot change, he cannot know more today than he knew yesterday, he is a know-it-all, he's the epitome of a know-it-all, and I don't mean that in a negative way, I mean that in a powerful way, omniscient, all-knowing, immutable, can't change, he never changes, he's the same today, tomorrow, forever. Don't you get it? Once you understand all this, it puts it in place. And so you got to understand there are six levels in the neurological levels. The lowest level is environment. You know what? You can take an alcoholic out of a bar. Guess what? They're still an alcoholic. So you can change someone's environment, and it doesn't change them that much. They're still an alcoholic. I'm just using the example of alcoholic. Behavior is the level above that. You can take away alcohol from an alcoholic. So remove all alcohol around them so they can't have any alcohol. But guess what? I've been told that they'll drink um, uh, NyQuil or antifreeze. So do you see what I'm saying? And then above that is capabilities, what you believe you're capable of. And if you believe that you're capable of always saying no to a drink and you're an alcoholic... You're going to find out that's not true. So do you see what I'm saying? Change takes place from the top down. So again, there's a bottom environment, and a bottom layer's environment. Above that's behaviors. And by the way, your environment's where you hang out. Your behaviors are what you do. Your capabilities are right above that, what you believe you're capable of. Above that is belief systems. That's everything you do or do not do. It stems from what you believe. Above that is your identity. Boy, you hear me ask this all the time. Who are you? 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 You got to know who you are. And the sixth level above that is your bigger connection to the universe. If you have a relationship with God, then it's about your God. If you don't have a relationship with God, then what's your purpose? Why? What's your connection to the universe? Why were you given the gift of life? Why are you out there doing what you're doing, serving? So today on Like It Matters Radio, we are talking about the neurological levels of change. We'll be back in three minutes. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is is off the charts, different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 14th through the 16th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. 
Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at WNAV-video.com. Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022. These are not simply statistics. Every one of those diagnosed represents someone's mother, father, sister, brother, colleague, or friend. Pancreatic cancer is the world's toughest cancer, with a five-year survival rate of just 9% in the U.S. The Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is determined to improve patient outcomes today and double survival by 2020. We need your help. We are the only organization with a nationwide grassroots army, inspiring over 1 million people to take action and accelerate progress in the fight to end pancreatic cancer. We must do more and demand urgent action to save lives. Find out how you can join the fight by visiting pancan.org. That's P-A-N-C-A-N dot org. Pancan.org. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And please, if you missed any of this radio show, it's a pretty deep show. You want to listen to it again. All you got to do is go to likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com, and you can listen to this message and all the other archived messages that are on there for the last about four months or so. Also, you can go to uh, iHeart, iHeart Radio. We are heard every day, twice a day. Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. That's our live show. That's our first run show. And then it's always replayed from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time on that same iHeart radio station. All you got to do is query Wellness Radio 1570. It's part of our connection to our Minneapolis uh, team there uh, with Salem. I love being a part of AM 1570, TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. You can live stream with them. Love being part of the local foundation of that great, great, great radio show. And so you can, uh, because of our association with them, and in Minneapolis-St. Paul, we do play again from 5 to 6. In St. Louis, we are on 95.1 FM and 1260 AM, the St. Louis Gospel Experience. Love our St. Louis audience. We're also in um, Richmond, Virginia, Brand new radio station, AM 1290 and FM 103.3. And we are doing our first class ever in Richmond, Virginia in August, I believe it is. In August, or is it July? Um, actually, I think it's August. So, uh, man, I'd love to see you there. I think it's August 22nd through 24th. Go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net, and you can see all our different locations where I teach this stuff 
in great detail. And today, we are talking about the logical levels, neurological levels. I use those terms interchangeably. There are six levels, okay? From the psychological point of view, there seem to be six levels that human beings work with most often. The basic level is your environment. That is your external constraints. And then you go to the next level. And you operate on that environment through your behavior, which is the second level. Your behavior is guided by your mental maps and your strategies, which creates the third level, which defines the word capabilities. These capabilities are organized by belief systems and values, which is the fourth. You got to get this. And then... Beliefs are organized by identity, which is the fifth level. And then your identity derives its essential meaning from spirit. In other words, why are you here? And change takes place from the top down, not from the bottom up. You can take an alcoholic out of a bar and they're still an alcoholic. However, when you start at the very top, and you help somebody realize that, hey, when they become a child of God, when something changes, like in that relation, then everything changes. You get it? Matter of fact, I was doing the 12, checking out the 12 steps because I have heard a long time ago that the 12 steps were started as a Christian uh, organization, as a Christian concept. But because so many people were beaten on by alcoholic Christians, uh, were treated terribly in the name of God, they had to get rid of the Christian influence, the Christian influence. I mean, think about that. Remember, we're all leaders, ladies and gentlemen. People are following. They're either using us as an example of what they'd never want to be like, or they use us as an example of what they'd love to be like. And as I'm looking at these 12 steps, you know, step one, admit that we are powerless over our separation from God, that our lives have become unmanageable. Don't you see it? Right from the beginning, they go up to the very top of the neurological levels. Step number two, the original one came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. You notice they're still dealing at the spirit level. Step number three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understand him. Again, the first three, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. So that's the first one. The first three of the 12 steps deal right at the spirit level. Think about that. Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of our steps uh, of ourselves. Step four, we're we're dealing out the identities, the beliefs, the capabilities level. If you see that, admitted to God, to ourselves, to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Again, look at where this is dealing. It's always dealing at the top level. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these characters, humbly asking him to remove our shortcomings. Step seven. Step eight, made a list of all persons we have harmed and became, you see what this is dealing with? Made direct amends. I mean, yeah, they're dealing down there some behavior. I mean, we get to step eight before we start dealing with really our own behavior. Think about that. Stunning. Now, the inventory goes to some of that in the past, but it's Stunning. So you got to get how this works. So your environment is your where and your, your when. Your behaviors are your what. Your capabilities are your how. Your beliefs and value are your why. Your identity is your who. And the spirit is the bigger meaning, a deeper why. A why, why not, not just you go to work, 
but why you function and why you live. And that's why for the longest time when they had just the five levels because they didn't believe in God, because they can't quantify God, it stopped with identity. But Diltz knew it was incomplete. You need to have that identity, that spirit level. Without that spirit level, you're limited to a great degree. I'm amazed at the depth of work people attempt to do, and they leave out the spiritual aspect of it. If I'm coaching, if I'm counseling, if I'm mentoring someone, and they don't have a relationship with God, we're somewhat hamstrung. There's only so much we can do. And so I want you to understand this. I want to go through these six levels. The most fundamental level of influence on our relationships and interaction is the shared environment. And this is right from a lot of Dr. Dilt's works. I've cut and pasted. I've, I've went into depth on a lot of things. So this is Robert Dilt's work. I would highly recommend you search him, D-I-L-T-S's, and look up. A Slide of Mouth is a great one of his books. Um, uh, changing, uh, changing Through Belief Systems is a great one. There are so many books. Dr. Robert Dilt's D-I-L-T-S. And if you want to look up a field, a specific field would be Neuro Linguistic Programming or and. NLP. So let's go through these six levels. The most fundamental level of influence uh, on our relationships and interactions is the shared environment. When and where the operations and relationships within a system or organization take place. Environmental factors determine the context and the constraints under which people operate. And in the leadership loop, we talk about permission, example, uh, and culture. This is really, when you talk about environment, that's what we're talking about, the culture. The environment's the soil. The culture, everything comes from the soil. you got to get this. Good soil, good stuff. Bad soil, bad stuff. And I always got to question people's environment. You will never rise above the quality of people you hang out with. Some of you, in order to have real change in life, you're going to change your environment. You're going to change who you hang out with. You're going to have to change where you go. You know, when people are in trouble, most of the time, no matter what their religious belief, you know, if they get cancer, they lose somebody. I get hear from people all the time who want nothing to do with God. Hey, Black, will you pray for me? Hey, Black, will you pray for me? Isn't it amazing that when people's life gets turned upside down, whether they believe in God or not, when people lose someone to cancer, when people are, are given a death sentence, uh, now all of a sudden they, they want to find God. Now all of a sudden they want, you know, you know, and I heard somebody, I think it was Billy Graham, listening to one of his crusades, says, you know, when you get in trouble, why don't you call the bartender? Since that's where you spend a lot of your Friday and Saturday nights. Why don't you call the prostitute? Since that's where you went when you were lonely. Boy, those are harsh words. I'm just quoting Billy Graham. Environmental factors determine the context and constraints under which people operate. An organization's environment is made up of such things as geographical locations of its operations, the building facilities, which, quote, define the workplace, office factory designs. In addition to the influence that these environmental factors may have on people within an organization, one can also examine the influence and impact that people within an organization have upon their environment. There's something called prison guard mentality where it says you will never rise above the quality of the people you hang out with. Some of you, you need to change your environment. Secondly, at another level, right above that, we can examine the specific behaviors and actions of a group or an individual's, i.e., in other words, what the personal organization does within the environment. What are the particular patterns of work, interaction, communication? 
On an organizational level, behavior is made to be defined in terms of general procedures. On the individual level, behavior takes the form of specific work routines, work habits, or job-related activities. you got to get this. Specific behaviors and actions of that group. In other words, what are the norms? That's why I talk about a lot. You know, there are some people out there, my good friends, that say, Black, you really shouldn't go into politics. Politics, it turns people off. And I want you to know that we have a tendency to throw everything in the category of politics, which gives us a do not touch thing. It puts a stay off the grass sign on it. But you got to get this. I'm not looking for you to vote for anybody. I'm not looking to run for office. When I talk about the norms that are now acceptable, the patterns of what we call acceptable behavior, acceptable speech, that's what I'm talking about. It's not politics. It's culture. And we get got to quit throwing everything in the field of politics because then no one's allowed to talk about it. We need to have deep, real conversations about what's going on. And that really is at the behavior level. What are the behaviors that now are considered normal? What are those behaviors that 20 years ago that were abysmal, that we thought were a, a mark on us, and today we brag about them? Today, things that we used to believe 30 years ago that were acceptable, today we hide them and pretend they don't matter. Man, this is why I cover this structural stuff so you understand what's really going on. And the next level, the third level, deals with strategy, skills, and capabilities. This is what the third level is. It's the capabilities. What you believe you're capable of doing and how those capabilities generate and guide your behaviors within a particular context. And boy, if you don't think you're capable of something, you'll act as if you're not. And if you do believe you're capable of something, you'll act as if you are. And it's incredible the difference in those two outcomes. So ladies and gentlemen, I am Mr. Black, and today we're talking about neurological levels of change. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Go to likeitmatters.net to find out more about Leadership Awakening workshops. That's likeitmatters.net. I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless, and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, Pro-Life 
ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. ProLife Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. ProLife Across America, I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar. But I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I'm Mr. Black, and today we're talking about the deep levels called neurological levels. These are the structure for all change. These are the six different levels that we all function on. If you miss any of this radio show, go to likeitmattersradio.com to re-listen this in any other archive message. And if you truly want to live this stuff, to learn it at a level of the cellular level, to learn it to where it's inside your being, to where it's part of you, when you sweat it comes out, go to likeitmatters.net. Don't just listen to this program. Live this radio program. Let me help you. Go through the two-and-a-half-day experiential process. It will change your life. I'll let you pay me. $20 a month for the rest of your life or for three years. Don't worry about the money. I never let money be a reason I don't help somebody. So email me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com, mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com, or go to likeitmatters.net. And please, I'd love to hear from you. So if you've got any questions, got any comments, if you want me to share with you something I've shared on the radio station, uh, you have some, uh, you just need some help, you can email me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. So we're going through the six neurological levels of change. And I'll go ahead and back up a little bit and go start over again at strategies, um, which is capabilities. Remember, there's the lowest levels environment. Above that's behavior. Above that is capabilities. Above that is beliefs. Above that is identity. And above that is spirit. And change takes place from the top down, not from the bottom up. And so the level three is strategy, skills, what we call capabilities, by which the organization or individual selects and directs actions within their environment, how they generate and guide their behaviors within a particular context. For an individual, capabilities include cognitive strategies and skills, such as learning or memory, decision-making, creativity, which facilitate the performance of a particular behavior or task. On an organizational level, capabilities relate to the infrastructures available to support communication, innovation, planning, decision, and the organization as a whole. Above that is values and beliefs. Values and beliefs, BS, I call it beliefs. 
provide the motivation and guidelines behind the strategies and capabilities used to accomplish behavioral outcomes in the environment. In other words, why people do things the way they do them in a particular time and place. These are the underlying values and beliefs. They provide the reinforcement, which is motivation and permission, that supports or slows down, inhibits particular capabilities and behaviors. Values and beliefs determine how events are given meanings and are at the core of judgment and culture. Above that, values and beliefs support the individual or organization's sense of identity. See how it works up? See that? Sense of identity. Identity. The who behind the why, the how, the what, the where, and the when. Identity level processes involve people's sense of role and mission with respect to their vision and the larger systems of which they are members. Identity can also be viewed as being composed of two complementary aspects, the ego and the soul. The ego is oriented toward survival, recognition, and ambition. The soul is oriented toward purpose, contribution, and mission. Charisma, passion, and presence emerge naturally when these two forces are aligned. And typically, a mission is defined in terms of the service performed by people in a particular role with respect to others within a larger system. Think about this. A particular identity or role is expressed in terms of several key values and beliefs, which determine their priorities to be followed by individuals within that role. Don't you see the capabilities? See how it filters down? It Change takes place from the top down. These, in turn, are supported by a larger range of skills and capabilities that are required to manifest particular values and beliefs. Effective capabilities produce an even wider set of... Do you see how it ties in? One feeds the other, feeds the other, feeds another. And then there's another level that is called the spirit level that's above that. This level has to do with people's perception of the larger systems to which they belong and within which they participate. He calls this level one of trans-mission. Isn't that great? He calls it transmission. Again, doesn't have a relationship with God or the Bible. These perceptions relate to a person's sense of for whom and for what their actions are directed, providing a sense of vision, meaning, purpose for their actions, capabilities, beliefs, role, and identity. And so, again, I'm reading here to you from you uh, from some of Dr. Robert Dilt's work, and he says that his level of logical levels, his neurological levels of change, came directly from Bateson's, from Gregory Bateson. And this is Bateson's levels of learning. And so he has this here. I want to tie this in. So the way in which these levels interact with each other is directly parallel to Bateson's levels of learning, Dilt says. He says a particular behavioral reaction to a particular environment stimulus is essentially a reflex or habit. That's the beginning levels of learning to Bateson. Then there is a desire or the corrective change in behaviors in order to reach a particular outcome. And it involves connecting that behavior to something beyond the environmental stimuli some internal mental map plan or strategy. This involves the exercise of a particular capability or the development of a new one and learning it. Do you see how it builds? This is Bateson's levels of learning, which then develops in capabilities, and they're stimulated and shaped by beliefs and values, which function to classify and categorize aspects of our mental maps, behaviors, and environments, and connect them to emotions and other motivational structures. And that's the learning level three. I'm sorry, two. 
Remember the corrective change is learning level one. And then the developments and capabilities is learning level two. And then that takes us to learning three. Change in beliefs and values would involve linking to a system beyond those beliefs and values. In other words, an identity that they have established to serve. You see how it builds on each other? And then that takes us to learning four. Getting outside that system and connecting to a larger system or systems. See, for those of us that know God, that's what it would be. And you got to understand why this is important. The following statements indicate how a belief will work itself down the neurological levels and create beliefs. And I'm going to leave out spirit for a moment, okay? Just cover the first original five. A person who has discovered that he or she has cancer. Their identity is, I am a cancer victim. Their belief, it is a false hope to not accept the ineffable. The capabilities, I am not capable of keeping well. The behavior, I have a tumor and there is nothing I can do about it. I have environment, the cancer is attacking me. See, without that spirit, it can seem hopeless and helpless depending on what the doctor says. But with a larger connection, when you can find a deeper meaning, that we can use our suffering to help other people, that through our shortcomings or through our struggles, other people get hope and get value. Do you see how without that spirit level, it's incomplete? How about someone who's working toward a healthy goal? Identity, I'm a healthy person. Belief, if I am healthy, I can help others. Capabilities, I know how to influence my help. Behavior, I can do things that are healthy sometimes. Environment, I go to the gym, I eat at healthy places. But again, the Bible's pretty clear. The rain falls on the saved and the unsaved. You know, the righteous and the unrighteous have the sunshine on them. Good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. And so you got to understand the uh, spirit uh, by the grace of God. There go I. Sometimes kids get cancer. Sometimes, And if you're tying it all into what you can control and realize there's things outside of your control, it's going to shoot the whole thing. You're going to throw your hands in the air. You need to have that spirit level. How about someone we talked about before that has a drinking problem? Identity, I'm an alcoholic and will always be an alcoholic. Belief, I need to drink to help I need a drink to help me stay calm and be normal. Capabilities, I can't seem to control my drinking. Behavior, I had too much to drink at the party. Environment, when I get around my friends, I like to have a drink or two. Do you see how there are uh, there are belief systems inside each one of these? And this is why, when I cover the 12 steps, so absolutely critical to know who you are, to know that you have a God that you can rely on. And so that's why the spirit level is so important. And if you don't believe in God, then it's your bigger connection to the universe. So you got to understand this, the six psychological levels. From the psychological point of view, there seem to be six levels that human beings work with most often. The basic level is your environment, your external constraints. You operate on that environment through your behavior. Your behavior is guided by your mental maps, your strategies, which then define your capabilities. These capabilities are organized by belief systems and values. These beliefs are organized by identity, and your identity derives its essential meaning from the spirit. Why are you here? Ladies and gentlemen, you can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. So if you're struggling with your capabilities, you need to go to the level above that and deal with your beliefs. If you're struggling with your behavior, then you need to go to the level above that and deal with your capabilities. But what happens when you're struggling with who you are and why you're here? You must go to that higher level, which is beyond yourself, which is the level of God.
That's the key. Go to likeitmatters.net, seek me out, and I can help you figure this out. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Consider Montessori, an educational model that is founded on the premise that all children are natural learners with curiosity. Hand-in-hand Christian Montessori specializes in one-to-one learning instead of one-size-fits-all. Montessori activities work with children's hands and minds at the precise, critical period of a child's development. I'm learning to be a leader by helping younger students in my classroom. Learning is so much better when it's hands-on. At Hand in Hand, I get to make my own choices. Schedule a tour now at Hand in Hand Christian Montessori, where preschool, elementary, junior high, private school, homeschool students love, learn, and lead. Call 651-784-7988 or go to hihcm.org. Your resource for health and wellness is Wellness Radio 1570, KDIZ Golden Valley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.